0: Welcome to Changing Your Dreams, Parenting a Child with Special Needs, a podcast where we shine a light on the unique grief of special needs parents that few people recognize and no one really talks about. I'm your host, Lara Kitts. How do we live a beautiful life with chronic stress and grief? How do we nurture ourselves while we nurture our children? How do we make ourselves a priority when they need so much? My guests and I will discuss this chronic, ever-renewing grief, transforming your dreams, and how to take care of yourself along the way when parenting a differently-abled child. Today's episode is the first in our sibling series. I interviewed my own children about being a sibling to their sister with special needs. You will hear first from 11-year-old Remy, And then from 15-year-old Paige, my children are my greatest teachers. I've learned so much from each one of them about human nature, what each one's soul needs for me as their mother, and what I need to do to grow and evolve in this life. And I find myself lately sitting back and just watching them with awe. They inspire me to be better, and I'm incredibly grateful To be there, Mama. So here we are together recording a podcast. People are listening. What do you think? Um, it's kind of weird. (laughs) All right. Well, let's start with an easy question. What's your name? My name is Remy. And how old are you, Remy? I'm 11. You're 11. So you have two big sisters. Yes. Can you tell us about them?
1: Um. Well, like she said, I have two older sisters, um, Paige and Taylor. Taylor has autism and cerebral palsy, and Paige has always been kind of a big reader, and... We always kind of get along and play with each other, and Taylor, since she has disabilities, I don't play with her as much, but I also do like to be around her, um, and she is, she's very sweet when she's not mad, um, and I
0: also like to snuggle with both of them. So when you meet somebody, maybe a new friend who's going to come over to your house or somebody who doesn't know Taylor um, and you need to explain her to them, how what do you usually say? What do you say to people?
1: Um, well, first I kind of just tell them that her name's Taylor and she's my older sister, but she has cerebral palsy and autism. And then I explain that that special needs and, like, kind of what those disabilities mean. Yeah. What What
0: does autism mean and what does cerebral palsy mean?
1: Well, autism, like, affects the brain and cerebral palsy affects,
0: like, the muscles. Yeah. Perfect. I think I've heard that somewhere before. From you. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good memory. Um... Okay, so our listeners might not know a lot about how our house is set up and how we live here. And so I think we should explain that our house has an apartment attached to it. And it was originally built for my mother-in-law, which was your grandma. And uh, she lived with us for a number of years until she passed away. Um, And so then the apartment has sat basically empty for, for many years. Um, And then two years ago, we decided that we would try moving Taylor over to the apartment and have caregivers um, help her to live a little more independently because she is 20 now. And after she turned 18, she said she wanted to move out. So um, that's how we could honor that for her. So two years isn't a very long time, but when you're 11, it is kind of a long time. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So do you remember really what it was like every day here at home before Taylor moved over to the apartment?
1: Well, I remember it always being really loud. Like, I also remember at night, like right after we went to bed at like nine o'clock every night, she would start screaming. (laughs) And it sometimes I feel like it didn't really affect my sleep like at all. Somehow I just kind of got used to it. And I was like a very deep sleeper and I still am. But um some nights it would keep me up for
0: like in like however long she was screaming for. Which could go on for a long time. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yes, she really was like clockwork, right? At your guys' bedtime. Mm-hmm. She would start screaming
2: mm-hmm.
0: every single night. It was very hard. Mhm. Yeah. And so you remember also that in general it was loud and that is mm-hmm. because of her screaming or other reasons
1: well screaming music and toys all the loud jingly toys mm-hmm. were always
0: flip-flopping everywhere yeah so explain the music tell us about that
1: well taylor really loves music it's like one of the things that kind of calms her down and keeps her happy so there's like anytime you're near her she's gonna like Probably have music on like twenty four six. She
0: has music on twenty four six. There's one day of the week that she doesn't have music, like one hour a day. Oh, okay, one <laughs> wanna... hour. Yes, you're probably right. So maybe twenty three seven would be how we would want to say that. Twenty three hours instead of twenty four hours. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes more sense. I love it, but yes, yes, you get pretty much all the time. There's yeah. music
1: playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so what's different now? How, how, how is it different now that she has moved to the apartment?
1: Well, it's definitely a lot quieter. Um, and it kind of feels almost empty sometimes because like when I walk out into the living room, I just at first, I kind of expected her just to be sitting there listening to music, jingling her toys. But then, like, she wasn't, and, like, at first, I didn't really know what to do with myself, like, I wasn't sure where, where I should go, or, like, what I should look at or listen to, because I would, like, just kind of listen to her music, too,
0: and her toys and stuff, um, so, yeah. So with her having music on all the time, how did that affect you?
1: Um, well, I kind of found myself in my room a lot more than I do now. Because it was kind of loud out there, I couldn't really think very as much as I could in silence. Um, and I also couldn't read, which that's another one of my passions and hobbies. So I went to my room to read instead.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So now you're out in the living room a lot more. Yeah. Because you can just read out there. or. hmm Hang out, yeah. So it's quieter at our house these mm-hmm. days, and I would totally agree with that. Anything else? Um, that's kind of all that comes to mind at yeah. the moment. I think that is the, the biggest impact mm-hmm. for me, too. Yeah, you got it. So, someday, you're going to be my age, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be an old grandma. Mm-hmm you know, and I won't be able to take care of Taylor anymore or, and you know, someday I'm going to die and Mm -hmm. me and daddy won't be here anymore to take care of her. So what do you think is going to happen to Taylor then? Because as you know, she can't take care of herself.
1: Well, I kind of hope that, um, she gets to find some place that will take her in and where she can like be happy. Um, We, there's only a few places that I know that actually do that. Um, I feel like it starts with a G, I can't think of it, but we went there once um, to see if she could go there, but um, it had a really long waiting list. But she also goes to another place. We call it the farm, because it is a farm. Um, And they're planning on building some homes next to it. And so I hope that she can go there someday. Because it will be probably more advanced, and I know she really loves it there, and she just feels happy every time she goes there.
0: Yeah. So, um, hopefully, that we'll be able to find a, a like a group home. Yeah. Place for her to live where she's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, anything else? Um. Who's, well. Who's gonna buy her clothes and take her to the dentist? Do they mm-hmm. do that? I I would hope so. Yeah. But. I don't know. We better find out, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you and I both know that it's pretty hard sometimes to be the sibling mm-hmm. of a kid with special needs for a lot of reasons. Um, what reasons come to your mind that make it hard?
1: Um, well, I guess kind of like just feeling different from everyone, Mm -hmm. like, because when you kind of think about it, well, when other people talk about, like, coming back from holidays and stuff, they can, it feels like they can do a lot more because they can just kind of go anywhere. Like, there aren't, they don't have any restrictions. But to me and to our family and to mostly any other family with special needs, you have like restrictions like we we don't eat at restaurants very often because we have to find someone who can watch Taylor or we don't really want to bring her in with us cuz she might make a big ruckus and we'll have to bring her food too
0: there's a lot of screaming
1: yeah yeah um and also i think kind of like vacations we have to really plan those out like even just for like a short time like couple of days or something we really have to make sure that we have everything planned out and stuff and and for Christmas it's like everybody well like everybody has their traditions and everybody does something a little bit different but sometimes it feels like there's like maybe like a normal but like we don't know how close we are to that normal because we've never like experienced it and, like, so it just feels a little
0: bit different in that in those ways. Mm. Is there anything that you hear that other kids do a lot that, that you've never done or you think that we can't do or that makes you feel sad? Um, well,
1: I think mostly, like, full family trips and, like, visiting, like, grandparents all the time. So I hear a lot of kids, like... This spring break a lot of kids are going to like visit their grandparents or um I know one of my friends is going to somewhere some other state like North Carolina I think it is um and like we we can't really do that like like I said you have to really plan it out and like can't be for too long
2: because
1: mm-hmm. we don't have anybody to be there for like that long yeah yeah that's hard
0: so, what's one thing that you think me and Daddy do really well as your parent? For you, I mean.
1: Um, I think you guys are very good at being loving and supportive. Like, even when you guys need to watch Tay, you you can make room somewhere else to to kind of make me and Paige feel loved and, like, supported, even, even like, when you're not there. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard, but we try. So I would love to talk with you about SibShop. Mm-hmm. Can you tell people what SibShop is? Because I don't... SibShop is a national program, but that doesn't mean that it is everywhere, in every state, and every city, mm-hmm. but it just happens to be, you know, in multiple places across the country, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people may have never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. So how would you describe what Sib Shop is? Well,
1: Sib Shop is for um, siblings like me, siblings with special needs siblings, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and every time I go there, I know I feel supported and in my siB shop, I love to learn about other people's sibs because like no no sibling is ever the same, like if they have special needs or not. So I just love to hear what it's what it's kind of like for them because their experiences might be different from mine. And I know like every time I go there I, I feel like I can really just, like, talk. Because at school and stuff, I can never really just, like, let out my feelings and, like, um, talk to somebody else about it. Because there's only about one per- person in the school in in my grade that I know that has a sibling with special needs or, like, somebody related with special needs that, like, is kind of close to them. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not, like, best friends or anything, so, like, I can't really just talk to them, and so it feels a lot better in Sib Shop, where we can talk about siblings, and also just have fun, like, it doesn't have to be, like, just about talking about your sibling, it can also be just, like, playing games, letting yourself just kind of relax after a long day, and, I know when we were in person. I also really loved the snacks that they provided. <laughs> yes,
0: um, I have heard for years about the wonderful snacks at Sib Shop, and I am quite jealous, I must say. And I have to talk with that uh, Miss Andrea to get some snacks. Huh? <laughs> um, so, and so Sib Shop, you you have now graduated to the to the big kid Mm -hmm. sip shop you were in the little kid sip shop until now until you were 10 and then now you're got to move up to the to the older kid group um and so in general I know it it, it's different all the time but in general about how many kids do you say might go to sip shop
1: um I think probably about I think there's a little bit less in the older kid group so about six but I think there were about 10 Okay. In the younger kid group. Yeah, just but, to give people an
0: idea yeah, of how big it is.
1: There there were a lot more kids joining, I think, recently in the little kid group. Like, before I used to, like, know everybody, but then a lot of them moved to the older kid group. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of new kids came in that I didn't really know, so. Yeah. I, okay. I know that's good and everything, like, for everybody, like, the, the whole SimChop group and... I'm glad that they get to come in and experience the same thing that I've been experienced for mm.
0: a couple of years. That's nice, buddy. That's nice of you. So I think that it sounds like you kind of get two really good things out of going to Sip Shop from what mm-hmm. you've just, just, just described. It sounds like you enjoy being able to have a place where you can just talk openly about your life because everyone is – kind of in your shoes and everyone mm-hmm. understands what what you're talking about and so it just feels like you, I think you said kind of normal yeah there instead of feeling not normal a lot of times yeah and then the second one is that you just get to have fun
1: yeah
0: yeah with kids who you just so that you can just really make friends you know you mm-hmm. really you really just get to create friends yeah yeah it's a special place isn't it it is how long is. have you been going to sip shop do you do you remember? No, I I believe it starts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it starts when you're six. So you've been going since you were six, and now you're eleven. So how many years? Five is years. That? Yeah, good job. Five years. So that's wonderful. And I, one last question, Remy. What do you wish other kids knew about what it's like to have a sibling with special needs?
1: Um. Well, I kind of I kind of wish that. They kind of understood how difficult it is because, like, a lot of other kids, like, almost all kids have siblings. I mean, some might be the only child, but so they, like, know that it's kind of difficult sometimes with, like, a little brother or a little sister, like, to get them in the car and stuff. But it's a lot more difficult. It's, like, it's amped up a bunch of levels when your brother or sister is um has special needs cuz like everything is like double the hardness maybe maybe even triple I don't even really know I'm not the one getting getting them ready mm-hmm. so I think they kind of understood um what it was like um and I kind of wish like me and other kids like other kids with special needs and siblings and not other kids without siblings with special needs would kind of um get to learn a little bit more about like the different disabilities um they can have because there's only a few that i kind of know and like i even don't really know like how that kind of affects them and like what it does or anything so i'd like to learn a little bit more about even the ones that i do know and even about the ones that I don't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So you wish
0: all kids would yeah. learn more about that, not just not just you, because yeah, you're more interested in it because you go to Sib Shop and mm-hmm. you hear about the different disabilities and you have a sister, and so that might be more important to you. But, yeah, it would be nice if there was an opportunity for all kids to learn about them. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Ram. I appreciate it. You're welcome. (laughs) I love you, buddy. I love you, too. This episode is sponsored by Flight Club. Join a circle of friends who understand you and your life as a special needs parent. Combine that with monthly guest experts, live self-care accountability sessions with me, and easy, actionable assignments to help you emerge from the hard work transformed just as the butterfly from her chrysalis. And you've got Flight Club.
2: Hi, Paige. Hi.
0: Thanks for letting me interview you. I know you're a little nervous about it, but it's fine. It's fine. You ready? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So how old are you? I'm fifteen. Okay, and you have two sisters, one older and one younger. Why don't you tell us about
2: them? Um, my older sister is Taylor. She has autism and cerebral palsy and other things. And um, my younger sister is Remy. So how old is Remy, and how old is Taylor? Taylor just turned twenty mm-hmm. last last week, mm-hmm. and Remy is eleven. So,
0: how do you explain peop- to people um, who don't know Taylor, or maybe a new friend that's going to call her or something, or if you're ever in a situation where someone needs to kind of understand her, how do you explain that?
2: Um, I tell them that she understands things and is smart and she just can't communicate mm-hmm. and... I tell them, it, it really depends on the situation. <laughs> sure, sure. That's good, though. I like that that's uh, what
0: comes to mind first, is that she can understand everything and that she's smart. That's very true, isn't it? And, um, you know, it took us a long time to to learn that, to learn that she knew how to read without anybody ever teaching her to read. I have a feeling, personally, that you had a lot to do with that. We've never talked about this before.
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) We've
0: never talked about this before, but I feel like you had a lot to do with that because sadly she was never taught how to read, even in school. Um, And we realized that she could read when she was much older. And I think that it was because you were here, you know, singing your ABCs and reading books and we were talking out loud with you about things and I think that that's how she learned Mm. makes sense huh yeah yeah I feel really bad though that I didn't know beforehand that she could take in all that information and that I never specifically taught it to her yeah but I have to let that go and we move forward with what we know now right yeah, now we know she's a rock star. We make her read stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I explained already to the audience about our house and that Taylor has moved over to the apartment. And so do you, that was about two years ago. Do you remember what it was like here before she moved?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. How would you describe that?
2: Um, It was very loud. A lot of times and there's always music playing it was hard to find a quiet place
0: mm-hmm. and you're the kind of a person that really needs some quiet places right yeah yeah do you do you know how come that is you kind of have some auditory sensitivities things get really yeah. overwhelming right I'm like that too I think you have more of that than I do but I definitely understand how that feels I get really overwhelmed by the constant noise as well. Mm -hmm. So it was really loud, and it was hard to find a quiet place. And so then how did that feel? What did that make you feel like when it was like that all the time?
2: Um, I think it was in, like, fourth grade. Every time Tay, like, got upset and was, like, screaming, I think I went and cried in my room, like, every time. Yeah. Um... And I, I kind of get like used to the noise, and I would be able to. Just I love to read, so I would just read through, blasting music and Taylor screaming, and I wouldn't even notice it after a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people always ask me, like, how do you, how are you reading? How can you concentrate through this? I just, I'm used to it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think for you, reading is kind of what brings you that sense of calm and peace Mm -hmm. and it kind of helps settle down your nervous system so for you it's not uh it's different I think than other people who might be trying to read through that for you you Mm -hmm. just immediately can go there because it just brings you down and into a safe like a safe place Mm -hmm. I think yeah I'm glad that you have reading it's good so now that she has moved in the last two years, how is it different here for you, at our house?
2: Um, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot quieter. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I'm really glad she moved before I went to high school and middle school, because um, it would have been really hard to do my homework. mm mm-hmm. And, so, I'm really glad of that. Yeah. Um, I visit her every day and go see her but she's not I don't see her all the time Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of it's kind of this really great transition
0: for us isn't it that we still get to see her every day and she still gets to see us every day but she has more independence Yeah, she thinks she's kind of the cool kid over there doesn't she (laughs) (laughs) and she is She is so, yeah, she's got some really wonderful caregivers and, and they hang out and they go to the park and they go to therapy and they go to the farm and, um, yeah. And then we get to see her usually every day and still check in on how it's going, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So obviously me and daddy are going to be old grandmas and grandpas someday and, you know, eventually die. Someday, a long time from now, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen to Taylor then? What do you see for her future like that when we're gone?
2: Um, hopefully she'll like be in a like Benjamin's hope or the at the farm place she'll
0: and so those are at, like a group home, yeah, yeah, some local group homes that are. Already started or potentially going here at some farms because Tay loves the farm. Yeah. And then what do you think that will mean for you and, and her and, and Remy? What do you envision that to look like? Do you know? Have you ever thought know. about it? Never thought about it? Okay. Can we talk about Sib Shop? hmm So, again, I've already talked to my listeners when when I interviewed Remy, we explained what Sib Shop is. And so everybody already knows that. So for you, you've been going to Sib Shop since you were six and you're 15 now. So nine years for you. Um, And so you started out in the the younger kid group and now you've been in the older kid group for a while. And then additionally, Sip Shop kind of was supposed to stop at age 15. Is that right? I think so um and so there were about four of you older girls who were going to be aging out of sip shop and your leader miss andrea wasn't too cool about that Uh, i mean she was cool about it but she wasn't too cool on that idea right and so she created a special group for the four of you in addition to letting you stay in the older kid group right yeah. So you also get the opportunity to have what we call girl group with just the four older girls who are all about your age. And um so you have the two opportunities. So tell us what Sib Shop has meant to you over all these years and all these experiences. What what is it what has it gotten, you know, what has it given you? What have you gotten out of it? What does it mean to you? Remy said that Sib Shop is a place where she can talk to kids who get it because she doesn't, you know, she explained it like she feels normal there when a lot of other times she might not feel normal. A lot of times she says she feels different than than her friends or other kids. Would you say that that's true for you too? Do you think that it's a good place for you to just be yourself and talk to other kids?
2: Yeah, but I don't know if I necessarily feel different when I'm talking to my friends or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's good.
0: But Sibshop Shop offers you a place where people understand about special needs, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so Remy described that you guys play games and just kind of make friends, and then, and then also talk about um, all the kids' siblings and learn about the different disabilities and stuff. Yeah. Would you say there's any more to it than that for you, or is that a pretty good summation?
2: Yeah, we play games, and then we, like, talk about different things that are hard or um, talk about good things every time and just Mm -hmm. have people understand.
0: Mm -hmm. So a lot of places don't have a program like this. I feel really grateful that we live somewhere, that we have this. And I feel really grateful to Miss Andrea for kind of just starting it and running the whole thing. Um, And we're going to be interviewing her later and having her interview on the podcast as well in our sibling series. So I look forward to that. What do you wish other kids knew? Kids who don't have a sibling with special needs, what do you wish they knew? I wish they knew
2: that they're um like normal people and they're smart and you should treat them that like people and not stare because I'll see grown people staring Mm -hmm. um you get really mad when people stare at us yeah yeah
0: how does that make you feel
2: Staring back works. <laughs> staring back at them.
0: Yeah. So I interviewed um, some moms one time who talked about that. <laughs> and um, they said that they wish, instead of having the conversation about staring with your kids and saying, you know, do you teach them not to stare, or, you know, what, it, what happens when you stare, that they wish that parents would teach their kids and that parents would also do this, to, to say hello. So that's their, their thing. It's like, instead of staring, say hello. How do you think that would change things if people... I'm just envisioning all these times... I'm having all these flashes in my, in my memory of all the times where people were staring at us in public. And what a difference that would have been for us if they instead would have just said, hi, or can I help, or do you need anything? Because usually they're staring when Taylor's screaming in public, Right. <laughs> That's usually when we get a lot of stares, is when she's screaming in public. Um, I think what a difference that would make in the world, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. That would feel a lot better for me and you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So thank you very much, Paige, for coming on my podcast. I love you. I love you. Thank you for being here. If you want to learn more about how to take care of yourself along your parenting journey, or how you can better support those special needs parents in your life, you can follow me on social media: Lara Kitts on Facebook and @lara_kitts on Instagram. And that is spelled L-A-R-A-K-I-T-T-S. I also have a blog on my website that's worth subscribing to. Check it out at larakits.com. Until next time, take care of yourself.